0: The
1: CEO of Carbonite joined us here at Carbonite's offices, and I should hope you'd be here once in a while. It's a good thing Mohamed Ali joins us here. <laughs> I right try now. to be here. Um, and uh, uh, talk to me about uh, Carbonite's role right now. What do you, what do you feel like Carbonite, the pr- big problem Carbonite is trying to solve at this at this point in time?
0: Uh, sure. Um, so, you know, we've been around since 2005. Um, Carbonite provides cloud backup and recovery software, right. which is absolutely critical for any mid sized business. Uh, if you get hit by ransomware, which is, you know, proliferating Growing, like yeah. you wouldn't believe, it's tripled year to year. You know, last year we got 5,000 calls from customers who were wow. hit by ransomware. That's actually twice what the FBI got. The FBI got 2,400. So people are really using our software and our service to get back up and running. But it's not just ransomware, it's if there's a natural disaster, if or if your computer just crashed. It's critical to be up and running um, obviously, things that we pay a lot of attention to are things like this conversation going on right now uh, between digital security and national security. It is
2: know. a great debate, as, you, as I think you put yeah. it in, in your words. I mean, what is the balance between security and privacy?
0: Yeah, and you said it exactly right. There's got to be a balance, right? Um, people tend to rotate one way or the other. And today, They are bills in Congress, like the Feinstein-Burr bill, that are highly problematic. Yeah. Um, You know, the approach that that bill takes is to make it easy for everyone, not just the government, but the criminals, right? The ransomware folks, the folks who are stealing your identity, the cyber terrorists, the the offshore companies that are stealing our IP Mm -hmm. of American companies. Why make it easy for everyone? Um, that's just not the right way to go. On the flip side, you can make it super hard so that not even the government can get in, um, which actually is likely not the case. The government could probably always get in. They but figured
2: it out with Apple. Despite they, that long you know, battle between the government and Apple, ultimately they figured it out.
0: That's exactly right. And that's a really great proof point, right? Because when this issue, this FBI, uh, Apple issue came out, I wrote an article. And one of the things I said in there is that there's absolutely a way for the government to get in. What it requires is very expensive equipment, a lot of money towards intellectual capital to break in. But ultimately, you want to have a high bar to get in, right? And governments have that capability. You don't want, you know, Fred from 6,000 miles away to be able to hack into your, your phone, your digital data. And that's what some of these bills that are surfacing are suggesting, which is scary, both from a national security perspective and also from an economic development perspective. We will well, lose a personal, jobs. Well,
1: and a personal security, I mean, people have, look, search warrants exist as part of our legal system, but so does privacy, and individual right. privacy. And, 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 and you know, I, I feel like we shouldn't have to make excuses for that as, as citizens, whether it's for the, obviously the business case for wanting security and wanting privacy is, is substantial, but there's also a, an individual case as well.
0: That's right. Um, I mean, I think the individual case is That's clear. That's why Carol
1: won't give me the password to her phone. Ain't going to happen.
0: <laughs> That's right. It's Ever. all that juicy stuff locked up in there. But hey! That, <laughs> but that aside, I mean, there's this economic case. Right. Right? Um, you know, if America becomes a place that creates software and products that are not secure, that you know, that are easy to hack into because the government says it has to be. People are going to buy from other countries, products from those other countries. We're actually already seeing that. I was going to say we're already seeing that. Exactly. So where
1: are you seeing it in your business?
0: Um, So, uh, you know, as you may recall, about less than a year ago, uh, the European Union said that U.S. companies doing business in Europe can't send Data back to the United States because they're concerned that that data is going to get compromised because of certain regulations that we have here. You know, we and, and even,
2: even though the companies own that data,
0: exactly, and the
1: revelations from uh, the, of, of the prison program, courtesy of Edward Snowden, <laughs> right, 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 they're we, mad. We're
2: they're we're mad at us right now over security stuff. Yeah, exactly, on a really grand scale,
0: and a grand scale. And what what is happening is, as a result, companies like Carbonite, we now need to hire people in Europe to oversee the data that we have there. So jobs that we would have created here, we have to create there. there. And for every Carbonite, you know, there are lots and lots of companies like Carbonite. So there are hundreds of thousands of jobs that would have been created here in the U.S. We now have to create in Europe. And so I don't know if anybody's talking about this, but this is a very clear spot where we are losing jobs and losing off. But, Mohammed,
2: vice versa, though, might we ultimately have to create jobs here for European companies that have operations over here? Might there be kind of a tit for tat at this point?
0: Um, yes, but I think when it comes to th- this particular security issue, jobs are moving there. I mean, jobs are going to move to the place where you know, people can be confident that secure products are being created and secure service is being offered. And if we become sort of the weak link, we are going to lose jobs.
1: Uh, it's interesting. Did did you feel like your business was in fact impacted after? I mean, I've been at carbonate forever, but uh, impacted by the um, uh, apple by the no by the prism uh, re- revelation. Because um, certain CEOs have talked about this. John Chambers talked about losing business in China, for example. Um, uh, Microsoft has had its issues with with its own uh, the, with the Justice Department and data.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that we haven't lost business. You know, we don't do a lot of business in China, for example. We do a fair amount of business here in the United States and Europe. And in Europe, it's just getting, it's harder, right? It's actually, it's costing us. We have to put down more equipment in Europe. We have to put more people in Europe. So it may not be costing us customers initially, but it's costing us bottom line dollars,
2: Mohammed, we only have about a minute left here. You work with a lot of small and mid-sized businesses, which is really kind of the backbone of our economy. And I'm just curious, are they able to weather the costs of remaining secure?
0: I think it's going to be harder and harder to weather the costs of remaining secure if we have, you know, rules like the Feinstein-Burr bill come into existence. They become very difficult, they're going to get hit constantly. With attacks, they're not going to be able to defend these attacks because effect- effectively these bills will weaken their posture and they're not going to be able to, to pay the cost.
1: Uh, and what, what's the timing of the bill?
0: Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to ever tell what the timing right, of the bill right, is, right, right. but it is current right now. They are alternatives. So, Senator McCall and Senator Warner have established this uh, Commission on Digital Security, which is a much more thoughtful way to have the conversation, to find the balance that you talked about, Carol.
2: Favorite Star Wars character? I got to ask you, Carbonite.
0: Uh, it's got to be Yoda. Yoda. Everybody <laughs> loves Yoda. I've got a statue of Yoda in my office. I love <laughs> the guy. Right? So. I
2: love it. We loved having you, Muhammad. Thank you. Great. Thank and you. And thank you for letting us be here. Muhammad Ali uh, is President and CEO at Carbonite. Thank you so much. This is Bloomberg Radio.